Hello there. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. Thank you for tuning in. Glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. If you're struggling through the pains of addiction or a mental health disorder, now's the time to seek some help. Uh, Maybe it's affected your job, your social life, a relationship. Maybe you're just exhausted like I was and you're tired of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Seems like Groundhog Day. Every day you tell yourself the same thing and you wake up and you do the same thing again. I'm going to quit today. I'm going to stop. Man, I know how frustrating that can be. I've been there. You're not alone. Let this be the opportunity to get back on track, uh, to get back to being the real you. Your family, your friends probably want to see the real you. They miss the real you. Maybe you don't even know who the real you is. I know I didn't. I didn't start to learn about who the real me was until I was 32. So I finally reached out and got some help. And I'm still learning that that uh, that who, that didn't make any sense. I'm still learning who I am is what I meant to say. It's a process. We're in process. We don't ever arrive. We're constantly improving. And then maybe we're taking a step back sometimes. We're not perfect in other words, but we're gotta, we got to make progress. And for me, the only way I was able to make progress in my life was to cut out the drinking, cut out the drugs. Promises Behavioral Health is here for you. They can help you do that. They can help your loved one do that. Here's what you can do if you'd like to learn more. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. Uh, we have a great partnership with the team at Promises. They're awesome uh, people there. They have friends. They have family in recovery. Uh, they put a good web page together there. You can check that out with some resources. Once again, that's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. Or you can just call 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from That Sober Guy podcast. And uh, I want to mention real quick, last week's episode was with Rob from Promises. It's episode 337. Uh, and then episode 334, uh, we have Nakia from Promises as well. So if you want to hear a little bit about their story, uh, about the work that they're doing, um, and uh, just anything about promises in general, uh, you can check both those episodes out to get a little bit more info yourself. Uh, Let me mention a couple resources for you right now. Um, I was actually in the the 6 p.m. Pacific time meeting today as I was kind of multitasking. Sometimes uh, it's just good to get in and listen. I know I need it, uh, but here's what you can do if you can't get to an in- person meeting. I know that many of those aren't available right now, but there's many Zoom AA meetings out there. Uh, you can go to thatsoberguy.com slash get help. There's a daily Zoom meeting on there. There's a button you click. It says uh, join the meeting. It's at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. There's a bunch of good people. There's like 50 people in there uh, earlier tonight. And uh, you can check that out and uh, get to a meeting whenever you can. It's daily. So, you know, Hey, get in as much as you can. I'm a little little parched right now for words. Let's take a quick sip in the intro. All right. That helps. That helps indeed. We're going to get to our episode, the funniest drunk text people have ever sent. Seven years with no alcohol today, September 11th. 
2013 was my sobriety date. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about Americana Fest music conference coming up. Now, I'm definitely excited when I got the invite to this. It's Thriving Roots. It's a virtual community music conference on September 16th through the 18th. I'll be speaking on a panel uh, with some awesome, awesome folks there. And um, let's see. Oh, where did my uh, where did my other page go there? Did it disappear on me? Son of a biscuit. There it is. Son of a biscuit. Did you like that? Do you think I was going to say it? I didn't. But on the panel, here's kind of what we're going to be talking about. Musicians in recovery. Um, Today, there's many artists that are turning away from drugs, from alcohol-fueled lifestyles uh, that often follows with life on the road, life in the music industry. And uh, how does that change happen? So this panel that we're going to be on is going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Like, how do you find treatment? How'd you get sober? What is life like still being a musician on the road? Um, and obviously a lot of, a lot of folks aren't on the road as of right now. Uh, but I think there's some plans for many of them to return uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, but how do you do that? How do you be in that lifestyle? And that goes for even my friends, uh, that are in the entertainment business in general, uh, you know, that business can be tough sometimes. There's there's a lot of things going on there and it's very easy uh, to become addicted uh, to alcohol, to drugs with that. So we're gonna be talking about entertainment, specifically music. Uh, we have Shireen Janty on the panel. She, she's the senior director uh, at Music Cares. And then Jamie Wyatt, she's a Nashville uh, Americana artist, singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Uh, her latest release is titled Neon Cross. You can check that out on Spotify, iTunes. Got some good jams on there. And then Phil Bogart, uh, also in Nashville, Tennessee. He's the program administrator for Rock to Recovery. Uh, and we actually had uh, Wes Gear on from, the, he's the founder of Rock to Recovery. Man, back in the early days of Sober Guy, probably back 2016, uh, shared a bit of his story. He's, he's a good dude as well and created a, a, a great, um, organization with rock to recovery where they go in to different treatment facilities and, uh, they use music as a form of therapy to help people get sober, to stay sober and inspire them, uh, to, uh, to, to, to be artists in some sense. I mean, everyone, I feel like has got a little bit of art in them to some extent. Uh, Phil is also, uh, the founding member of the major label band Ingram Hill, um, and uh, he's toured with lots of different bands, cool ass dude. And, uh, and obviously Jamie and Phil both in recovery themselves. So we're going to talk about that on this panel. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Americana Fest. If you're interested in checking it out, um, there's, uh, this is the 21st annual and actually this normally takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a huge festival, uh, lots of different artists, panels, all kinds of stuff. And this is the first year they're doing it digital. So, it, you know, once I got the opportunity to jump on a course I did so. Um, but let's see, where'd my little note, my little note go there again. So I gotta, I, I can't remember even what day it is some days. So trying to do all of this off the top of my head is nearly impossible. Um, but if you want more information, about how you can join in, how you can see these panels, how you can check out some of the, the music going on there. Uh, passes, uh, you can get them at americanamusic.org. Uh, and then you can also check out at Americana Fest on Instagram, on Twitter, on social media sites uh, if you want to get more info. And I've uh, posted some stuff up on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like more info there, it's at Real That Sober Guy. All right. I think that does it for our announcements. I'm glad you're here today. I got some good stuff coming your way today. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Let's start the show. 
That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast. We help people stay sober. Be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram at Real That Sober Guy on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Yes, man, I love this jam. I gotta get. I've been getting some good music in this week. Maybe it's uh, in light of Americana Fest coming up September sixteenth and eighteenth. Super pumped about that. You always, I always love when I find new artists too. Check this out. So, uh, I've been listening to like one of my favorite artists. Um, last couple of years that I found has been Cody Jinks, right? And uh, the album Less Wise, absolutely amazing. One of my favorites. Aaron Lewis, another one. I'm going to talk a little bit more about about these guys because I had kind of some thoughts today on my early morning meditation walk. Um, But as you're playing these playlists, sometimes on Spotify or Pandora, whatever you use, I love it because you can find other artists on there that pop up and you go, oh man, who's that? I really like that. So I was listening to uh, to some Cody Jenks, to some Chris Stapleton, Aaron Lewis, and uh, popped up was an artist named Charlie Crockett. And I started listening to Charlie Crockett. It's got a cool story too, man. Just comes like with this crazy, uh, kind of a crazy background, crazy upbringing. Was actually into hip hop a lot coming up. And then um, just got a really cool vibe of like old school country. There's just like some hip hop influences in there. Um, just a really cool style that, uh, that I thought was, was freaking awesome. So I've been bumping some of that lately and then sure as shit, I'm, I'm doing some pre-production stuff for Americana Fest coming up. You know, I'm getting, I get the emails on updates and, and, uh, all that's kind of going on as it's kind of rolling out and they're having these breakout rooms with different artists. I think like Cheryl Crow's doing one. Um, uh, there, there's a ton of different artists from, from all over the place, a lot from the Nashville area. And I'm looking at on, the, we're doing, let's see the panel that I'm doing, I'm looking at my, my desk calendar here. Got the old school, big, fat, square desk calendar. It's funny. I have all these calendars. I got the iPhone. I got the Mac. You got your different um, agendas and schedules and alerts, but I always fall back on the desk calendar. Nothing better than it. But our panel meeting for musicians in recovery, uh, let's see, it's on the 17th at 12.30 p.m. That's 12.30 Pacific time here. And... uh, So I get the email and the alerts for that and I'm looking and sure as shit, Charlie Crockett is doing a breakout session uh, at 9 a.m. that morning, uh, which is awesome. So now like I just found, you know, this some new music, which I'm always pumped about. I know you feel me if you do that, too, if you listen to different radio like on Pandora or whatever. So you you probably have found some artists yourself and then to get an opportunity to check them out in in a breakout right now. Of course, I wish it was live in person. I mean, not if that opportunity was there, you know, I'd be there for damn sure. And actually, we thought we were doing that, Uh, you know, in. At the beginning of the year, I think February, we got the invite to come out to Nashville to to do to be a part of this this music festival, Americana Fest, and be on the uh, you know on the panel, talk recovery, all this stuff. I think it's a good example that sometimes 
stuff doesn't always work out like we expect it to. And so how do we adjust to that? And it can be tough sometimes. I know I was pretty disappointed when I heard that, uh, that we weren't going to be able to go. Same with the foundations conference back in, uh, in April. Uh, you guys who have been listening or following the show for a couple of years now know that every year we'd go down to San Diego for innovations in recovery. And we got to do a bunch of podcasts with all kinds of people in the recovery community and the recovery industry. It was, uh, it was down in, in San Diego, like I mentioned. So that's always a good time, of course. And then boom, like drop of a hat, all of a sudden, like everything changes and you know, it gets canceled. Um, along with the domino effect of everything else that has changed in, uh, in our lives as we kind of go through what everyone's going through right now. Um, and it's really put some things in perspective on how, how do I react to things? How do I, how do I cope with things? Um, you know, I, 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 I tweeted out today something as I was on my walk, um, you know, and I like to walk the dog in the morning and that's kind of like my meditation session. I've talked about it, you know, quite a few times on the show before. Sometimes it's just tough for me to sit still. I'm just that dude. And it's something that I try to work on. I just haven't gotten, I haven't mastered it yet. Maybe I haven't practiced enough. I don't know. But what I do know is that some things that work for some people don't always work for others. And for me, like walking and getting out moving and kind of being in some trees and uh, just being out in the open really helps me to kind of calm down and connect and uh, either just kind of zone out or think just depends on kind of mood I'm in getting kind of some sort of meditation state and relax a little bit. And so um, as I was doing that uh, today, I started thinking about, uh, you know, just what all that's going on right now, man, it's, it's like really tough. And I realized you know, coming up, having seven years sober on September 11th, which as this goes live is today, um, you know, not drinking is pretty damn easy these days. Now I say that with vigilance, of course, I know that at any time, man, I could throw it all away. So I try to stay, you know, in, uh, in, in good awareness of that, but it's not like, I don't really get huge urges and this doesn't happen like it did in the first year or two. But here's kind of the funny thing with that. It's practicing the principles that we've learned in 12 step and we've learned just in life in general and trying to, um, you know, communicate and, and be better people than we once were and make better decisions than we once made. It's practicing those and th those recovery principles in everyday life that is so damn difficult sometimes. It's it's not really the, the drinking thing so much for me, at least, uh, at least, you know, right now. So it's like, yeah, I got seven years without drinking. That's freaking awesome. I even mentioned that I talked to Buddy earlier and uh, I said, hey, I got seven years, you know, seven years coming up in, in, in a day or whatever. And I said, I think I said, I have seven years uh, sober and he kind of laughed or whatever. And, and, and then it kind of hit me what he was laughing about. And it's like, yeah, you got seven years. I have seven years without drinking, you know, but sober minded. Yeah. I, I can do my best at that. And, and I think you could kind of, you could kind of go either way. Yeah. You're sober minded. You haven't put any booze or drugs or anything in your body, but at the same time, sober minded is really practicing those principles in all your affairs, as it says, you know, in the, in the book. So 
am I doing that on a, on a consistent basis? And if I'm honest, the, the answer is absolutely not because I, I'm not perfect and I suck sometimes. Um, so that is really the, the difficult thing in this like whole recovery sobriety journey for me, you know, and, and even though I'm super happy and proud that I haven't, you know, touched alcohol for seven years, like, man, like just the day-to-day grind, especially adding in all of the shit that's happening right now throughout the world, you know, all this worldly stuff that's going on and, you know, go down the list. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm sure you have a few of them and know a few of them that you can come to really quick. Practicing the recovery principles and applying them to uh, external events that are going on right now is really difficult. And so how do we, you know, how do we kind of stay plugged in and how do we stay um, focused on, on trying to, you know, I, I, I want to say like do better, but at the same time, I'm just, I feel like I'm exhausted sometimes of always trying to like do better. I got to do more. I got to do better. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like I've sat in that and been in that mindset for, you know, different times throughout these last seven years. And it never seems to work out really well. <laughs> and it, I know it kind of seems like it's uh, counterintuitive or counterproductive, whatever word it is. Um, but I think it's more sitting back and being able to accept like where I'm at right now and what's going on around me right now um, and being able to sit in that and, and kind of find some peace in that, even though it's not the way that I think it should be or that it way, the way that I think it needs to be or whatever the case. And, you know, Hey, that's a lot easier said than done. And that's why we go back to saying that this is a practice. You never arrive. I'm never going to get to this, you know, golden moment where I've got it all figured out. I might think that I, you know, and trust me, I try to figure shit out left and right. There's, there's no doubt about that. And that's probably what gets me, uh, gets me in trouble a lot of the time. So, um, one of the things I wanted to mention too, in honor, September 11th is is uh, not just the day that uh, I chose to quit drinking. Um, there's actually a much bigger uh, event that happened on September 11th. So um, I just want to give a shout out to to everyone affected by 9/11. Um, I want to give a shout out to my boy Seth. Um, I love that man. I love that uh, dude, that homie, that friend. Like we've known each other since the fifth grade when we were drinking beers back in uh, our parents' partying days at the barbecues. We used to sneak him out of the tub and run back in his uh, half Raider, half Niner, or not Seth's, but one of our other buddies, Chad, had a half Raider's, half Niner's room because they were stepbrothers. And so we'd sneak back in there, all of us, and we'd crack beers and and drink them. And, and I mean, that's in the fifth grade. I think they may have been non-alcoholic. Maybe they weren't. I can't really remember. But still, in any case, we were still sneaking beers back then. So we've known each other a long time. Uh, but he not only served uh, in uh, in the Coast Guard and served during 9-11. I think he was in Staten Island in that area um, and, and helped out with that. Uh, but he also was a big part of my my recovery and getting sober. So much love to him for his service and, and for being a part of my team, my um, ability to, uh, to quit drinking back then. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, just about you know, what, what that team looks like, who do you have around you? Who do you have to kind of help support you? Even when you feel like you don't want the support, 
And, and if I'm honest, I've been going through some of that lately. Like it's like you just, you get tired sometimes. And that goes back to the point of like trying to do better and do more. I gotta, I gotta be better. And it can be exhausting sometimes. And the, the counterproductive act of that is to sit back and do less and to kind of sit and just be. And, and buddy and I talked a little bit about that today. Just there's a lot going on. I just need to accept where I'm at right now and, and, and take it as God brings it to me and do the best that I can with whatever is my will in that moment, if that makes uh, a little bit of sense. So, uh, in, in honor of September 11th, just want to honor, you know, everyone involved in that, our country, of course. Um, you know, and I, I wanted to bring up one point too. you, you probably remember if, uh, if you're in your thirties or older, um, you know, where you were at, uh, during nine 11, and maybe even in, into your twenties, if you were young, maybe you have a, a, a memory of that as well. Regardless, you probably remember when that happened. And, you know, my, my buddy, Tim pointed something out to me in a group one time. And, and he brought this up. He said, do you, he asked this, do you remember where you were during nine 11? We said, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we all kind of raised our hand and said, yeah, well, I remember, you know, this and that we shared a little bit and he said, okay, so I want you to put that into context for what's going on today. We're going through many different crises right now, right? And it's affecting a lot of our recovery. It's affecting our mental health. There's a lot of people relapse, uh, relapsing, suicide rates are through the roof, all that stuff, right? So it has, it has a huge effect. And so how do we react to that in those moments? And more importantly, for those of us who have kids, how do... Um, how do our kids see us reacting to that? Because that is what they're going to remember. They're not only going to remember the crisis, you know, the, the things that are going on, they're going to remember the environment, what that was like, what the vibe was as they watch mom and dad, you know, going through it and how they react, how they respond, how they deal with it. And so that really hit me because I don't deal with this shit well all the time. I don't, man. It's uh, this has been a, a, a really tough time for you know a lot of people, including myself, trying to figure out like how to adjust to some of these things and how to understand them. And a lot of things don't make sense, and you know it can really, really get to you. Now, the good news is, thank God, I haven't chose you know to go back to drinking because of it, and I don't have the 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 urge to or the want to either but back to the point earlier like practicing these principles in our affairs of everything that's going on like am i able to do that and um i'd say a roller coaster is the best uh, uh the best analogy for that some days are really good i'm dialed in i'm feeling like strong and i'm feeling like man i'm, I'm i got some peace and ease you know that might be for a week for two weeks and then maybe there's a bad day that pops up, something happens and it pisses me off or it, it um, you know, it kind of, it gets to me and I lose my shit. I'm just jokes around that every month there's a couple of days when I'm on my man period. And that's like true. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the moon. Maybe it's just, I'm feeling like an asshole that day. I don't really know, but the constant roller coaster of trying to cope and deal, um, it can be tough sometimes. And so you know, one of the things that, that 
I'm so blessed with is this podcast, right? Like I can get on here and talk a little bit and kind of let it out. That's one of my coping mechanisms is to be able to do that and share with you guys some of the shit that I'm struggling with or share somebody else's story who comes on as a guest and we can kind of talk about things and we joke around a little bit and we have some fun and we talk about serious things sometimes. And I guess the point being is communication. Like we have to have open lines of communication even when we don't want to communicate. And um, I mentioned that to Buddy today. I said, hey, man, I know I've been a little distant lately. There's a lot going on between work and just you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and sometimes you just feel like you want to hunker down and just, you know, just kind of just go for it. And I got this. I can do it. I, I, I got this. You know, I can do this on my own. And that's not a good attitude uh, to, to get stuck in. Now, I'm not going to say that um, you shouldn't have the, those feelings and that I shouldn't have those feelings. Um, I think that they're normal. Uh, for me, I, I, I tend to not beat myself up over them. I've gotten much better at that. I know that it's just it's just a part of it. Um, I think the important thing for me to realize, and, and maybe you can relate to this too, is number one, to not be hard on ourselves, um, but to also uh, understand that those will pass too as long as we're communicating them, as long as we're um, finding some way to kind of express them and get them out and talk about them a little bit um, and even walk about them, work out about them, run about them, like do things that can kind of help deal with some of that stress, some of that um, anxiety. And then the isolation piece of it is probably one of the one of the things that's most important, at least for me right now, is to make sure that, yeah, I go through my days where I don't really feel like talking to anybody. I don't really feel like doing recovery work sometimes. I don't feel like doing regular work sometimes. I don't feel like parenting sometimes. Like sometimes I'm just like, God, how like how did you make me a father? Like I'm failing right now. I, I'm, I'm just not doing a good job. And um, I know that that's not true. I know, you know, in my heart that I'm a, 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 like a, a really good dad and I do my best, but I'm not perfect, you know? And so it goes back to like, being able to number one, be honest and, and talk about that kind of stuff. And then also, um, you know, what is the support cast look like for the people around you and for the people around me? Like, who do I have that I can reach out to when I'm going through some of this stuff, even when I don't want to reach out, that's can, that can be the tough thing. Or even if I don't want to go to a meeting, you know what I mean? Like my boy, Mike and a shout out to, to Mike, he's got six months, I think right now, uh, he's from, he's from Vacaville too, local homie who I've known for a long time. And, um, you know, he, he mentioned something to me today. He, he jumps in the same, the same meeting, sometimes the 6 PM one that I mentioned in the intro today. Uh, but he goes, man, sometimes like, I just got to put it on and just put it on in the background as a podcast. You know, I, I don't always have to be just like completely dialed into it. If I'm trying to multitask or like, if I, sometimes I got to work, you know, and I kind of multitask and have it have something on in the background and a meeting is a great way to do that. That's a great support cast. Um, in addition to, you know, a, a sponsor, a mentor, friends, family, um, you know, what, what, whatever it is that, that kind of works for you. Um, and one of the things that occurred to me today with that point or to that point, you know, I was kind of on my walk. I mentioned my, my little meditation session. I walk Brody out there and just kind of, I, I bring my little Yeti mug with some, uh, some coffee in it, man. I got the old pumpkin spice, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, coffee creamer, you know, you know about the pumpkin spice, right? It's that season right now. It's stuff so good. I'm like a sucker for pumpkin spice all the way. Jess got the candles going on such a nerd for that stuff, but I'm on my walk today. And, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, and 
I mentioned music earlier, listening to a lot of Cody Jenks and some Aaron Lewis. And man, I'm just thinking about how, how great of artists these guys are and how, um, let's just take uh, Cody Jenks for instance, right? I, I mentioned the album Less Wise. If you haven't checked out that album and you like kind of that old school country outlaw style, check that album out. It's one of my favorites. It's constantly on my playlist. I hope to see him live uh, some sometime uh, soon too. But I was thinking about how good Cody Jenks is. And man, his voice is good. Good guitar player, good songwriter. Uh, just a lot, lot of good... Um, passion behind his his lyrics and story i love stories like even when i was doing music and um you know i always wrote in like that story format that probably comes from my love for johnny cash johnny cash was a um a, a, he wrote stories man he wrote poetry and then he expressed them in music and so i was really thinking about this with cody jinx and then i started to kind of go into thinking about well wait a minute like cody jinx is great and and even aaron lewis aaron lewis does a phenomenal solo show like that dude can pick up an acoustic guitar and he can sit down and he can be in front of a packed audience or probably by himself on his couch i know he's doing some of these uh virtual concerts and people can throw out songs and he can just play them and they're they're both great artists on the solo tip right they do some some great music on the acoustic but at the same time when you're listening to an album when you're at a live show especially the studio, especially the studio. How great is his band? How great is Aaron Lewis's band? How great is Cody Jinks band? How great are those studio musicians? How great is the producer in there? How great is the team, the road crew that goes in and sets all their shit up and does all their merch and, and does their social media. Like they have a whole team that comes together to be able to be successful and put out a great product, a great album, a great show. They have a, just an amazing team that comes together to do all that. And so, yes, Cody Jenks and Aaron Lewis, they could go around and, and, and probably do, you know, some shows here and there, but they need a team to, to do that full spectrum of, of the art that they do, you know? And I, I feel, you know, I was thinking as I was walking and thinking about this, it's the same thing with recovery. It's the same thing with, with me having seven years sober today, right? Like, yeah, I can quit drinking. Like I quit drinking and I had a lot of help and I've had a lot of, I, I mean, I continue to have a lot of help and a lot of support, you know, but it's, it goes back to the point of, yeah, I haven't touched alcohol in seven years, but how am I practicing in life? How am I practicing the things that I learn in recovery and applying them to my everyday life? My struggles with, with work, my struggles with anger, my struggles with frustration, with truth, trying to understand things, all that stuff. I can't handle all that alone. I need a team around me. I need a crew around me. I need some studio musicians around me, you know, to, to use the analogy again, I need some, I need some people that can help support me and be able to communicate with me and talk to me. And, um, you know, I can learn from them and they can, you know, we can learn from each other and we can come together with meetings and podcasts and all that stuff. Like that's the team that, and Seth being number one, I, I mentioned Seth earlier, like he was one of the first. And of course my, my wife, Jess, you know, my mom, my extended family, my friends, you know what I mean? Helmer, uh, Moke, like, I mean, all my homies, and you know, I'm, I can't, I can't go down the whole list. I got, I got a lot of friends. 
<laughs> that sounded like a, a real cocky asshole thing, but like I do have a great group of friends, man, both both old school homies and new homies that I've met in recovery and uh, even that I get to chat with through the podcast. Like that support group, that band, that crew is so damn important to us being able to um like I hate to use this word because it's such a corporate word, but like navigate through all the shit that's going on right now because it is not easy. It, I mean, I don't know if it's easy for you, but it sure as hell ain't easy for me. Like I said, I have my days. Some days are better than others. Um, but like, so how does Aaron Lewis, how does Cody Jinx, how do they get better? Even though they've been, you know, they've been playing music probably for 20 plus years. Um, they continue to play guitar. They continue to write songs they continue to show up, you know, same for me. I continue to put out podcasts. I continue to work with my sponsor, even though it ain't perfect all the time. I continue to show up to meetings when I can, I continue to, or when I should, you know what I'm saying? Or when I do whatever that looks like. See, I get a little insecure. I feel like sometimes I don't go to enough meetings, but <laughs> that's just being honest. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just fucking weird like that. Oh man, the F bomb. I'm trying to quit on the F bombs, dude, dude. Sorry, kids. Hopefully there's no kids listening to this. I want to be a little better at that, but man, like you continue to show up is my point, right? They continue to show up and play and we got to continue to show up even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel isolated and it's tough some days, like there are days that I just don't really feel like doing anything. And sometimes I don't like, you know, thankfully, like we've had a few days with all these fires out here where with everything going on, there's not really anything to do. It's been super hot. So like this last weekend, man, we just turned the, turned the AC on, had it nice and cool in the house. Thank God for that. Um, and we just kind of kicked back, didn't really do anything that felt good for a day. That doesn't happen often, you know, so we got to keep showing up. We got to have a great support cast. Um, and thank you to everybody who supports the podcast, who supports my recovery, who supports our family. Um, you know, I just, I, I appreciate this platform, like being a part of it. And, uh, it really is awesome. It's really helped keep me sober and, uh, keep me without drinking alcohol for seven freaking years. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave myself a round of applause. You son of a bitch, <laughs> but man, good stuff. Good stuff. So I'll, I'll end on this segment here and then we're going to get into, uh, into these texts here. Actually, I'm going to cover a little bit of Americana fest one more time. I think I already did pretty much most of that, but, um, just want to mention it one more time. And then we'll get into some of these funniest drunk texts people have ever sent. I just randomly found this and some of them are freaking hilarious, but, um, let me say this one more time to kind of end this segment. This went out on the tweet. I think I put it on Instagram too, but not drinking is easy. It's practicing principles in everyday life that's difficult. So just chew on that a little bit this week. Um, I'm going to do my best to to practice these principles in, in some of what is going on right now. And uh, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to attempt it. And I just want to kind of challenge you to, uh, to do the same. The shit that is really bugging you, try to practice those recovery principles in, in everything that you can. And, uh, at least at the minimum, um, you know, we don't have to fix everything, but at least we can find some acceptance and some peace in moments where, you know, we feel, 
um, that aren't going our way or they're unjust or they're stupid or whatever the case is. Um, so I just, I wanted to mention the Americana Fest one more time. I know that, uh, that I've already done that. I I got off a little bit of my, uh, my rhythm here. So excuse me for that. But, um, I just want to give that date out one more time. It's September Thursday, September 17th at 1230 Pacific time. If you want to jump in on that session and uh, hear the panel, it's going to be an hour long. We're going to talk about recovery, about, uh, the music industry. There's a lot of good speakers. There's a lot of good musicians in this, um, in this, uh, event in the conference. So you can pick up a ticket to that, check it out if you're interested and I'll put some links in, uh, in the show notes as well. All right. Uh, let's see the funniest drunk texts that people have ever sent funniest drunk texts that people have ever sent. So I didn't go through all of these. I found a couple of them. Um, that I thought were pretty funny. I was kind of scroll through them. Uh, this one says, dude, you were so drunk last night at the party. No, I wasn't. Oh yeah. You called a taxi to take you home. So I don't want to get a ticket for being drunk and driving. The party was at your house, bro. <laughs> so I'm picturing the dude just hammered at his own home. I gotta go. I'm gonna call a taxi and the taxi shows up to his own house. You got to be pretty wasted for that. Uh, Hey, can you pick me up? I'm drunk. (laughs) It's spelled drunk wrong. D-U-R-N-U-K. I have the text in front of me on the, and I'll put the article in here too, so you can check it out if you're interested. Uh, But hey, can you pick me up? I'm too drunk. Oh, you don't have to anymore. I'm home now. Yes, I was aware of that. I dropped you off at home. (laughs) That's pretty good. This other one down here I thought was pretty freaking hilarious. Um, says, there's no way in hell I was that drunk. Dude, there's no way in hell I was that drunk. And the friend said, dude, you ask your dad if he was a virgin. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good too. What's happening is I am utterly fucked. Not even a little bit, a lot. Like two bottles of vodka a lot. I'm dictating this to my sober Chinese friend who works in the takeaway and he has a strange what whoever you are your friend is so drunk I finished my shift at one o'clock and I'm taking him home I think you should tell him to get some sort of to get to some sort of meeting he's an alcoholic without a doubt he's also dressed as a wolf he tried to pee in a chow mein and is chatting to himself. You need to talk to him urgently. So obviously somebody may have taken the phone and continued to text the thing. I was a little confused there on the on the uh, intro to that one as it was the first time I read it. Next one says, Luke, I've lost my phone. Babe, I can't find it anywhere. I literally had it a second ago. Now it's gone. What are you doing right now? Texting you? I'm dating an idiot. Hey, that wasn't very funny. Boo! Let's boo that one. They've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window, and I could see the squirrels, and they were married. And they were married. Well, you dug up my mom's garden. Was I that drunk? Well, you dug up my mom's garden. Because, and I quote, that didn't make any sense. You know, these aren't as good as I thought they were. What's going on here? Raymer, you're failing right now. You're failing miserably. Look at me. My own worst enemy. Perfect. Liquid clearly did something to be last night. Sorry, 
customer service. You know, these are kind of lame, actually, as I'm going through them more. The first two were, like, funny, kind of. I found a kitten. By kitten, I mean beer, and I found a mean drink. I have found a lot of kittens tonight. You need help. That was dumb. I think I'm going to retitle this 30 uh, or some of the dumbest drunk texts that people have ever sent. That may be what they should have titled these. An obese penguin. Why did you try to kiss me at prom? I kind of was a little drunk. Did I do anything else weird? You called me an obese penguin. That actually sounds like me. Hey, babe. Yeah, I got to tell you something. It's 3.38 a.m. Take it seriously. What? I am the Batman. You're drunk, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Boo. I wish I had a boo sample right now. I'd just boo myself and I'd boo this dumb list. This list sucks. It's not even good. I'm not even going to put the link in the show notes because it's so crappy. Might even have to change the title. No, I'm not going to change the title. We'll just roll on with it. Let's see if I had anything else here for tonight before we move on. Not much. You know, I guess I can just uh, talk from the heart a little bit and, um, it's been, uh, it's been a little rough, you know, I've already mentioned that a couple of times, but in light of that, how are we staying in gratitude? I know it's kind of cliche. Oh, it's gratitude. You got to stay in gratitude. Sometimes I hate hearing that shit. I'm like, fuck off with your gratitude. I don't even, I don't want to hear that right now. I just want to be angry. I just want to be pissed. I just want to be pissed right now. Just leave me alone. But like at the end of the day, does that solve anything for me? No, it just makes me angry and I lose all my peace in the moment i lose the moments with my son like playing trucks that's one thing man he's like like i gotta pay attention be in the moment and being in a state of gratitude somewhat happiness acceptance all those kind of key trigger cliche recovery words right like is is as much as they bug me sometimes they're true and when I'm practicing them, when I'm conscious of them, especially gratitude, man, like my moments are pretty damn good. And so like, even when I'm tucking cash in at night, it makes me pray for him twice every night. I love it. Can we pray twice tonight, dad? Yeah, let's do it. It's always thank you. Like, thank you. And I try to carry that through the day as well. You know, thank you for my health. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my sobriety. You know, like, thank you for family. For I mean, whatever, go down your list of whatever you're grateful for. And whatever it is that's bugging you, go down the list of your positives and you can find something. I promise you that even if your shit is jacked up right now, you can find something to be grateful for. And that can really help to take me out of those moments. And can I be better at it? Absolutely. Ain't perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody perfect, but man, we got to try. We got to attempt. We got to just show up. You know, I, I did burp. I was going to say I almost burped. Does that bother anybody if I just burp in the microphone? It's probably pretty. You're pretty rude, Raymer. That's not very nice. It's not very professional. I know I'm not very professional sometimes. I can be professional though, just in case you didn't know. Going into the corporate game was crazy because I was in construction for most of my 20s, drywall finisher, local 376 Vallejo, California, and uh, did that for you know construction for 10 plus years. And so I had construction language down, like you can hear my mouth sometimes, and that's very evident. And then when I got into 
podcasting and got into customer service and then got into management and corporate and started a corporate podcast, man, like it was like learning a whole new language. And then how about recovery language? It's a good topic, actually. The different languages that we learn, even though they're all English for me, they're definitely three, four different languages. You got construction language, you got street language, you got music language. This is for me, I'm saying you got music language, you got dad language, you got husband language, you got corporate language, all these different languages and tones. See, everything that we do involves the art of communication, of speaking, of linguistics, I believe it's called to sound cool, which I don't sound very cool, but I try to sometimes, but everything we do is communicating. There's so much in words that we, there's an art to it. It's probably why I really enjoy doing the podcast so much. I've always felt like there's this loss to communication. We're all dialed into our phones all the time. That's a whole nother issue, by the way, too. I should probably do a podcast with somebody uh, other than myself on that, just the uh, the ability to consistently numb out on the phone. I did a little bit of it actually, a couple episodes back, about the Amazon shopping. If you didn't if you didn't see it, that was episode three thirty six, where I talked a little bit about being on the phone. And one of the things is shopping on any num- number of sites. I just use Amazon for one example because it's probably the main one that a lot of people use, including myself. Uh, but we can numb out on those things. You know, and so we're all dialed into our phones all the time or our TVs or I'm sitting in front of my computer screen right now as I do this podcast and I'm sitting in front of computer screens for most of the day as I'm working, whether it's on pre-production stuff, video stuff, podcasts, communications, whatever the hell it is, emails, I have a lot of screen time. And so the outlet of the podcast, the outlet of, you know, of communication, but you know what's funny? I I hate talking to people on the phone. (laughs) I don't know why that, like I love talking on podcasts. It's not my favorite to talk on the phone um, for the most part. I don't mind meeting sometimes and if it's a good conversation, but like just like small talk and like getting on, like I just don't just text or email, like I don't know. And so you can see just in my own experience in that, I don't really care for that as as much as I probably did pre- uh, digital age or whatever for, or for a lot of people did, but like the art of communication is so important when, when we talk about these things. And so it kind of goes back to, um, you know, wh- who's your crew, who's your, your band, like who's your, uh, your tribe, your community, whatever the hell you want to call it, like communicating with those people, whether it's on a work tip, a recovery tip, a group tip, a friend tip, um, whatever it is, a family tip, like communication is key still. So it always comes back to that, you know, and, and that isolation can tend to get you in trouble. And hey, look, I mean, this is just totally random right now, but like maybe you want to start a podcast. You know, I'd, I've never really proposed that on this show. Not that I'm against it by any means, it's just not something I talk about, but like anybody can start a podcast. Like it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It's, or maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe you like to write. Maybe you like, Um, to pull out a journal and write a story or pull out your MacBook or your PC or whatever and and you want to do it digital and you want to write a little bit. I would recommend, you know, at least journaling a bit by hand, even though, man, that is, uh, you know, I'm just thinking back, I'm recommending that 
And in fact, uh, other than my desk calendar and my notes page, I have one of the old, good old classic uh, uh, yellow notepads here, which actually was passed down from my father-in-law to my wife, who then passed it down to me, old school style, which I now really enjoy. Take notes on it, take notes on the calendar. Um, I haven't written a lot in a journal. I have a ton of books written of songs and all kinds of old stuff because I used to write a ton back in the day. Um, and even I've lost a little bit of that, but in any case, I'm kind of getting off track here, whatever it is that you like to do to communicate, whether it's talking, um, writing, singing, poetry, I mean, whatever the hell it is, it's such an important aspect of being able to stay alcohol, drug free, being able to talk about how we're feeling, being able to get that mental health crap out, you know, and then in addition to that, we got some resources here that can help you with that as well too. Go to thatsoberguide.com, click on the get help tab. There's meeting finders, there's the Zoom meeting, there's promises. Um, you got the daily AA email, dailyaaemails.com. That'll shoot you a daily email that you get in your inbox uh, every night. I usually read mine in the following morning. That's usually in the show notes as well. What's your team look like? Build that band up whatever it is. And my apologies for the not so funniest drunk texts people have ever sent a little bit disappointed in that. Damn it, Raymer. It's okay though. Hey, it's about the attempt, right? I'm just showing up, just showing up as we, as we, I guess I could say we, cause there is about six or seven other people that are actively talking in my head at any given time. So as we uh, begin to wrap this up for the night, I just want to thank you guys again for being a part of my sobriety, my recovery, my alcohol free. Um, I can't believe that it's been seven years today. It's pretty crazy. Um, it's went by very, very fast. Uh, and at the same time, it's went by very slow at times. It just kind of depends when I look back, there's like been so much that's happened, but I can tell you this without friends, without, um, some professional help that I got without family, um, without support, uh, from 12 step groups, uh, from my sponsor buddy, I mean, from everybody that's been a part of my recovery and you know who you are. Um, you know, I, I could not do this. I could not do it without a damn good band behind me, just like Cody Jinks, Aaron Lewis, Chris Stapleton, the list goes on. Those are just hot on my mind right now. I've been listening to a lot of that. Those guys can't do what they do either without a great team together. And the analogy is the same into recovery. So Chew on that a little bit this week. Check out Americana Fest. Uh, go to um, go to at Real That Sober Guy on Instagram if you want some more information. I'll be making some more posts uh, about that throughout the week. I love you guys. Thank you again. Feel free to hit me up at Real That Sober Guy on Instagram at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Check us out thatsoberguy.com. There's hoodies, there's hats, t-shirts, all kinds of stuff there if you want to help support. Share the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review, a five-star review with a great uh, little sentence on how the show's helped you on iTunes. That would be amazing too. Thanks to Promises. Love you guys. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.
Um, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay?